Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Okay. Are you ready to have this talk? Do you want to have this talk? Before we start having this talk, single simulcast dream team. Jay's here. Shante's here. I'm here. Episode something like 171, I think, or 371. Anyhow, Jay, um, family matters. What exactly? Why? Um, So as I'm watching, I think I'm starting to realize that like, I have a bunch of like really warm family memories tied to it. It was a show that like everyone in my family could watch together. Uh, and it, because of that, I just have like this affection for it. It's, it's like, it's like if you had a family dog uh, that like, you know, you have for like maybe five or six years and then it like died or I guess maybe like, 10 years in this case, cause the show ran for pretty long and then it died. And you'd be like, Oh man, every time you saw a photo of that dog, you'd be like, Oh, I love that dog. Well, like, this is I didn't have a dog. This is my dog. Also, if you had a dog, let's just say a cocker spaniel, and you loved that dog for like uh with everything you had, and then one day that dog went upstairs and never came back down. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Or, I mean, I or if out. you had a dog, let's just say it was a, a poodle, and and you named that dog Aunt Viv, and Aunt Viv went upstairs one day, and then when she came back down, she was a pit bull terrier. Now y'all went on summer vacation, and when they came back, y'all were <laughs> she was significantly lighter dog. <laughs> dog go? Like, your dog black? What a. Uh... <laughs> No, it's Aunt Viv. No, it's not. <laughs> it doesn't even respond the same way. Aunt Viv would bark her ass off. This one just says a roof. <laughs> oh man, that Aunt Viv switch was. I like that it was so wild that they they had to acknowledge it mid show, or even even Will Smith was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> like everyone, look at me real quick. We all know this is not the same person. All right, break. Back in the day, they used to have it where. Um, it used to be like I, I 
you know, black folks, black grandparents. I went through a lot of soap operas in my, mm-hmm. in my day. And to me, one of the best parts of soap operas was when somebody got fired and somebody new took their place and they had to announce it like over the top of the actual soap opera. So like Sarah Michelle Gellar would walk in, they'd be like the role of Charlotte or whatever her name was on, on all my children uh, is now being played by Sarah Michelle Gellar. And then they just be quiet and let the, let the scene play out. Yep. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, very. Yeah, the, the role of Charlotte will be now be played by Sarah Michelle Keller. It was <laughs> right, like quiet and somber and serious. A moment of silence. The role of Charlotte will now be played. It, it was just like it was one of the best things to me. Like that was the most excitement I got often from soap operas. It was like, whoa, she doesn't look the same. How's she gonna act? <laughs> That was before I knew that, you know, they were really acting. <laughs> it was like, you know, your line just keep going. The role of Haley will now be played by Ashley Olsen. I don't know. I'm- I froze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have a soft disagree on this. And my soft disagree. So I just recently did a full rewatch of Deep Space Nine as well. Because I have way too much free time. And... As I was going through it, there's a point in Deep Space Nine where uh, one of the characters, uh, depending on how like familiar you are with the show, uh, has like a little slug inside of it. It's called Dax, and it just transcends people throughout its longer lifetime uh, in a, like a symbiotic relationship. So the first uh, symbiote dies mid-show, and they bring back another symbiote who's like, yeah, I have all the memories and everything. And the second person is terrible and me and my wife both collectively sat around hating on the second person in like the darkest of ways where at some point I think my wife was just like, you know what I don't like about her? She's too fucking cute. I think like, I just fucking hate how cute she is. Like everybody else, she's like, everybody else is like, like adults. And then she's just fucking walking around like a teenager. And I was just like, wow. Like, this is- you know what? I understand exactly what she's saying because Nisha was watching this show called Zumbo's Just Desserts on uh yeah. on on Netflix and I was sitting there watching it with her and I got there like halfway through the season or whatever maybe she's on season 2 mm-hmm. and I got there and they're doing this challenge where they're you know it's it's a reality show it's a baking contest yep uh, and Zumbo's like this guy from I think New Zealand or else no Australia who's like a Willy Wonka type like he makes some really bizarre creations as far as the desserts that he makes and he's enslaved the entire race of of, of, of indigenous people <laughs> to, oh, to help him make his who, confections who aren't tall enough to reach the doorknob to get free <laughs> that's all Willie Walker had to do put the doorknob up to like five foot seven inches <laughs> just be like reach bitch oompa, 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 please open the door so we can escape oompa loompa doopity do I can't reach the door because I'm three foot two. <laughs> if you're tall, then listen to me. Open the door and set a nigga free. What, what did would you, you do? <laughs> <laughs> like we were both waiting for that. <laughs> oh it was always a question. It was always a question. What would you do if you couldn't run away and you were sad about it? No, what would you do if you couldn't run away 
eating the same shit every fucking day. If I was taller, I would reach the door, but I can't. So I just, I don't know. See, that's Sit the thing. about it, cry about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if I was taller, I would reach the door, but I can't. So instead, I ignore I feel like the you're impending living. feeling of dread and sorrow. Oompa loompa doopity doo. I had a child and she was just two. Okay. When what? I was taken <laughs> to this factory. Now I think she might be 23. I haven't seen my child and I'm really a slave. No one comes to me, won't you please save me and my friends so we can go home. Because my child was left alone. That's her mom right over there. Oh my gosh! But meanwhile, but Zumo's just like, yeah, I they do this all the time. Look, I pay them. <laughs> I hundred percent did not still, still. They can they have families. They go home to every night. I don't know what is going on with this. They think it's funny. It is not. I lose so, business on this shit. Zumo's <laughs> just desserts. There's an episode. <laughs> Where they are, the Opa Loopas um, uprise and kill him, and that's the just desserts. Okay, cool, cool, man. Cool, cool. There's an episode where they are um, making desserts for children. You know, there's children that are going to come and they're going to judge the food. Like every cooking competition has at least one episode where kids judge the shit that you make, okay, and everybody okay. knows that the rule is that you make something that kids would actually like. It's not yeah. rocket science. Well, there's like three people. One's name is Simon. One's name is something else. And then one's name is Jeff. And Simon is like, I'm going to make this giving tree or whatever and make this huge fanciful thing that the kids are going to be like wowed by. And it's going to taste great. Oh, no, there's four people. Because one woman was like, my kids love the cake that I make for them. So I'm going to make the cake for everybody else. And what she did was she poured, listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, Two fucking kilos of sugar. Oh my god! Two fucking kilos of sugar into her yeah. cake batter. Was she making a pound cake? No. Did, did oh, I guess a two well? kilo cake. It cooked well, but the kids were like, like you could literally hear sugar. them go. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> she just gave them like probably the equivalent of cocaine, right? <laughs> One of the kids literally jumped out the window. <laughs> I feel super. All I could picture when those kids bit into that cake for the first bite was that little girl, Holy the meme of the little girl just twitching like. <laughs> okay, what's up, so Jay? I looked it up. That's eight fucking cups of sugar. Yes. For for anyone who's just lo- lost at the kilos, holy fucking a! Like standard cakes, maybe two cups is like right. a little much, and that's like whoa. I feel a little bit much on this. Eight yeah, fucking cups. Yeah, one kid probably just fell out and started twitching. Oh yeah, that's oh they all just immediately had to have an insulin shot to follow it up. Sugar rush. Did they have? Um, was it with buttercream? It was a buttercream frosting. Yes, fucking a. That is. And so they were like, "Look, sis, your shit is way too sweet." And the kids were like, "I can only take one bite," and I knew. Like one kid literally said that I took one bite, and then I knew. Um. Another that's, that's young lady just made like a a normal 
cake with a nice design and everything. There may have been stuff inside of it, like a fro- a jelly filling or something. She mm-hmm. was like, kids will like the design and everything. And it ended up being really pretty. And then there was Jeff. And <laughs> I decided that I hated Jeff mm-hmm. because Jeff was this old white dude. Not old. He was like 44, 45. White dude. That's old. And he was, he was like... <laughs> It was like one thing that I know about kids is that kids don't like sugar. Okay. Oh. And so he made his whole cake with no sugar. And when I say no sugar, I don't mean he used Splenda. I don't mean none of that. I mean he literally meant I'm not using sugar. So instead of like instead of like a strawberry filling or a strawberry frosting, he took beetroot. This motherfucker. And made that into like a, a jelly with no sugar. And put that on top of the cake that had no sugar in it. And then he surrounded the sides of it with dark chocolate that had no sugar. This nigga made soft bread. Right. It's just bread. It's It's just just soft bread with like disgusting, like this could have been delicious bullshit. Like every single layer of that is just designed to make me like hate you. Because, okay, you give me that cake. It's in front of me. At first, I think, ooh, strawberry. But then I'm like, nope, that's not strawberry. That's fucking beets. Beet I, root. Co- I'm sorry, beet root. The worst part of the beet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, all right, well, let me at least try the cake. Nope, fuck that shit. It's just bread. And I'm like, well, at least there's some dark chocolate on the outside. Oh, nope, no sugar in it. So it's just fucking coffee. It's just a goddamn awful fucking cake. No coffee. Or no, it, no, no sugar whatsoever. And he gave and- that to kids? He asked kids. I would murder him. And I just went and typed in Zumbo's Just Desserts and Jeff. And somebody literally typed or made a thing from seven days ago. Does anybody else despise Jeff as much as I do? Yes, it's me. I dislike Jeff because <laughs> of that, that, that bullshit cake. Oh, that, that no, cake. I feel bad. No, no. Let's stop calling that shit a cake. That is not a cake. He said, cake is delicious. Look, look, here's what he did. He said, kids like natural flavors, so he used beetroot, dark chocolate, and covered in pistachios. That's what oh. else he did. Ooh, pistachios. Okay. Well, I don't yeah, but you want a cake. You're expecting it to be something sweet. <laughs> beetroot. <laughs> he, he did. He was like, guess what? This is the only cake you can legit eat for dinner. Like, it is just a dinner cake. He gave kids a dinner cake. How was was okay? So I'm judging him. I'm judging the shit out of this. I'm what were the kids' the reactions? What were the kids' reactions? Were they like, "Oh my god, this no. is no"? Okay. Like you know how the kid was like <laughs> when they took a bite of the sugar cake. Yeah. When they had a bite of the opposite, because these cakes both came out at the same time. Oh shit! When they took a bite of this cake by Jeff, they were just like, like, I don't like it. Like they took one bite. It was like a kid eating liver. <laughs> They're just like, I don't like it. Can I have something to drink? Like, the I don't like it. The decision to not do sugar is such a stupid one. Mm-hmm. Like in dessert in general, like I understand like the concept of like, I guess, quote unquote, some savory desserts, but even the savory ones have like some element of sugar to them. You know, like, like a candied bacon dessert would be. You know, that's savory, very savory, but the candy is in the, like, fucking name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. fucking Jeff. Jeff's what is son. it about Jeff's in general? Fucking Jeff's there. I don't know. I don't it's, know either. They're a real fucking roller coaster of a human being. Right? 
What that do you do if your name is Jeff? Kill yourself. End of song. Damn. That is, that is, <laughs> that's fucked up. But that is a name where it, it's hit or miss if that guy is going to be a good guy. Like, there's I mean, because certain- really, other than that, there's Jeff Sessions. Piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Call but him out. Jeff Hornacek. Don't like him either. I. I... <laughs> okay, Jeff, look. Jeff I, Bridges. I, Jazzy Jeff. Ooh, I love Jazzy Jeff. I assume Jeff Hornacek. I need to explain why I dislike him. I after watching just uh, after watching the Bulls battle Utah in multiple playoff series, I have this hatred for uh, a lot of Utah players based solely on racial animosity. Right? Oh wow! It was like it was the white team versus the black team. Damn it! And and the black team we won every time. We were amazing. But I just and then like there was a whole like just hatred around that. I think that's. I'm not alone in that, and I know I'm not, but that's okay. I'll feel alone in this moment. It's just one of those things where, like, I just, I fuck, I didn't know what Jeff Hornacek's probably a, a delightful man, but I just, you said Jeff Hornacek, and I just immediately was like, no, fuck that nigga. Like, I just, <laughs> I just really, really hate Jeff Hornacek. I'm really thinking hard. Like, every Jeff that I've met, other than DJ Jazzy Jeff, has DJ just Jazzy been Jeff. like Jeff Towns, yeah. Just, has just Jones. been like so nondescript to me that it was just like, huh? Or they've been Jeff Sessions. I mean, technically, Jeffrey the Giraffe is a Jeff. No, I don't think that draft would want to be called Jeff the Draft. Yeah, well, I mean, and his name starts with a G. No. First of all, he doesn't have a job right now. You can be called whatever the fuck you want to call him. <laughs> Jeff the Jobless Draft. <laughs> yeah, he's just Jeff the Jobless Draft. <laughs> Correct. You can call him whatever the fuck you want to. <laughs> Um, oh, Toys R Us went out of business, um, but no, I know I know a Jeff that that goes G E O F F as oh. his. That's his Jeff. He's not a yeah because there was the the old um, general manager of the Kings. His name was Jeff something or other. I don't remember what his last name was. That was his name was Jeff. So fuck him. I'm honestly kind of blanking on other Jeffs. Like, and, and I'm doing this weird thing, and uh, some of it might just be because I'm a little high. But I'm doing this weird thing where I'm putting Jeff names in, into, like, so I was like, uh, I was like, Jeff Van Dyke? Like, no, that's not right. Uh, Jeff Gates? <laughs> no, no, Jeff Gates isn't real. <laughs> Jeff Bezos? And, like, I'm like, Jeff is, Bezos. Jeff, is, is Jeff Bezos real? It's so, like, Jeff I'm, Bezos. I, He's the I don't guy trust who owns it. Amazon. Okay, so I've just been doing that in my head where, like, I've just been putting Jeff in front of just random last names. And I don't know which ones are right. Wait, wait. Did, is his name really Jeff Goldblum? I I just told wait. you what was him going on in my the head. The guy from The Fly and, 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 and everybody's favorite zaddy, apparently. His name is Jeff Goldblum? Yes, it is. I think it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's, al- he's, al- he's also... Oh, like, Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon. I know, a Je- I, know, I know a Jeff Gordon. NASCAR. Like for real, like for, but a real, well, not a NASCAR. He doesn't do NASCAR and he's black. But I'm, yeah. I'm, really? <laughs> I'm sure he's miserable about that, like the dude from um from Office Space whose name was Michael Bolton. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I don't even think it ever came up that his name was related to like uh, a race car driver. Yeah, because no because one you don't want to mention race around Jeff. No one he no one he talks to legit <laughs> is gonna be like. Hey man, you're like a race car driver, a NASCAR yeah, driver, no. right? Yeah, because that circle doesn't either frequent around him or they know better. Oh, Je- you know Jeffrey Jeff Dunham, Dunham was... the, the ventriloquist Jeff Dunham is worth yeah. $140 million. The fuck? Right? 
How? Once again, what? ladies and gentlemen, I'm in the wrong industry. No, you're <laughs> not. You're, you're not. And this is not me being rude, but this money is not money is not there. I don't know how he was like he it wasn't through ventriloquism. That that nigga did something some ghost shit. I feel like he killed someone for that money. Then you got Jeff Hardy, <laughs> Jeff Fisher. Oh, Jeff uh, Daniels. I like Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett. He's from Athens. I knew I liked him. Jeff Jarrett, yeah. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. Fucking Jeff Teague, who just came back to Atlanta. But then there's Jeff Foxworthy and there's Jeff George uh, from the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so fuck that dude. Wait, Jeff George? Yes, Jeff George. The quarterback? Played for the Jeff Colts, George. played for the Falcons. Back when Dion was there? Come on, man. I thought you were a Falcons fan. What's wrong with you, bro? I mean, I was, but that might legit have been slightly before my time. It was like in the 80s. Remember, I was like maybe six at that time. Nah, nah, nah. Jeff George was on Tech Mobile. <laughs> Again. So that is the six, 80s. <laughs> six years old. Wasn't looking at the names. Just throwing balls. Just hitting buttons, really. Throwing balls. Like, yeah, just hitting was buttons. The 90s. He got drafted uh, in the first, with the first overall Yeah, he was pick the Falcons in 94, 96. Man, he was in Falcons for a tiny bit of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had a white boy mustache that just looks like he's a serial killer. You know what? I'm a big fan of yeah, the like the white boy mustache on football players. Like I don't know why, but it's, it's a dope look to me. Like when you have like the white boy mustache and the shaggy hair where it's like like down, it just looks like football to me. Jeff Green. Yeah, Jeff Green. I'm down for Jeff Green. Okay. Great defender. Yeah. Jeff Teague. Jeff Van Gundy. I didn't like him because you know, I, <laughs> that, when uh, Larry Johnson that and Alonzo Warner were trying to fight, he was holding Hold onto the leg. <laughs> yeah, that that's a that's a hilarious image. It's that's, oh my god! It's such a great. It's kind of the, it was memed so well too. Oh my god! It was so great. <laughs> I will say this: he's actually uh, a legitimately good coach. He just can't. I don't think he can handle the stress of it. Like he understands the the, the technical aspects. I think he just can't. He doesn't know how to communicate with people or like how to deal with stress, which is not or good. how to hold back large black men. You don't. That's the answer. That holding question. on to one ankle ain't gonna do shit, Jeff. <laughs> Listen, no one ever taught him uh, how to rap. <laughs> like you got to rap and then like you got to roll alligator roll. You, it's essentially you you clamp around the legs and then you you roll to your right, and that that takes everyone down every time safely. I'm just saying, if I'm Jeff Van Gundy, <laughs> or if I'm, I'm Larry Johnson, rather, and I look down, and I see Jeff Van Gundy around my leg, I might stop fighting just to be like, the fuck are you doing? I'm not trying to stop shit. I, like, no. Not not even a little bit. Like, this is not my job. I don't get paid for this. If you're, if you're not going to listen to me when I say no, like, you're definitely not going to, like, stop because I impose my physical will when I don't have any. Like, nah, they all going to go get fined. Bet. We'll just try to figure out how to win these games without you. Jay Jones, professional head coach. Look me up. <laughs> I am available. <laughs> That's the type of coaching you could have on your team right now. Bet. The type of coach I am. T to the motherfucking K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bet. We're going to go win these games without y'all. But um, you only have one player. I got this. I guess I got to suit up. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with any of this. <laughs> I'm going to sub myself in. Hey, y'all, check out. Check me out. Um, so, real, real talk, though, if I ever did get like a, 
coach an NBA team for a day. That is my first move. I'm subbing in uh, second quarter. <laughs> this is my only time to audition. <laughs> second quarter, ninth minute. This is what I'm, I'm here to shine. <laughs> I hope that when you sub yourself in, you also tell the folks in the uh, booth to be ready so they can play. You're the best around. <laughs> oh my god! So now we're going. We're going a moment like this. I gotta. special. And as you get subbed in, the lights go out and the spotlight just shines on you as you take your suit off. Slow ass short. piano music. <laughs> <laughs> and Forrest have to take a television timeout because you don't call a timeout. It's just a dead ball and the lights go out. <laughs> Hey, we're back from break. Uh, we're still in the middle of what appears to be a five-minute intro song <laughs> for a substitution for the said, head coach. <laughs> have we ever said saunter on a basketball court before? I don't think we've ever said saunter, but that coach is sauntering. Jay, do you see that? He sauntered. Truthfully, he hasn't even honestly touched the court yet. He's still in the tunnel. <laughs> Which, <laughs> hey. Which is weird because he was at the bench. And then... As you can see in this replay, he left the bench, went back to the tunnel, had them turn the lights off, shouted, play my music, and then we're waiting. Well, you got to give him an A-plus for the pizzazz. I, I really do. I, the only thing, though, is so far we've had five delay of, call, delay of game calls. Fortunately, because the lights are so dim, all of them have been missed. It's, it's been kind of a that? spectacle. Oh, my God. This is why you play the game. Rude. This is why you play the game, D. This is why you play the game. <laughs> so, my homegirl, uh, Tiffy. Subbed herself into a game? She No, no. Uh, she loves animals. <laughs> I want those segues so bad. <laughs> <laughs> she loves animals. And um, so she has, a, she has a dog named Buddy. And um, somebody hit her up and was like, hey, you know, I guess a, a friend of hers hit her up and was like, hey, um, I'm going out of town to visit somebody and I can't, um, my dog, I can't afford a kennel. Can my dog stay with you for a while while I go out of town? And Tiffy already having a dog and everything was like, sure, you know, they can come over and hang out for a few days. Well, her friend dropped the dog off and went back home and changed her number and won't answer Tiffy. And Tiffy don't know where she lives. So now oh. Tiffy got a new dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, oh, wow. That's terrible. She wait, ghosted wait. her dog on my friend. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 and went back home and she doesn't just, answer the phone when <laughs> Tiffany called her. Is she, at, is she at least, is she still in the same house? I don't know. Tiffany doesn't know where she lives. Oh, shit. What kind of dog is it? It's this old dog. It's like, have you ever seen Veep? Okay, so on Veep, there's this part where um, two people are trying to adopt a baby from China. And when the baby finally arrives, it's not a baby. It's a six-year-old girl. 
And so they're like, we asked for a baby. And she's like, I'm six. And they're like, yeah, we see that. Um, the dog, Tiffy says that her old owner said that he was like seven years old, but the dog looks 16. Oh, oh no. so he's, so like you could take him to the vet and just be like, yo. But she loves him. Like she's a good, she's a good person and she loves animals. So she's just like, I'm going to take him in. But I was looking at like that dog ain't seven, Tiffy or whatever age. They yeah. Said. Well, I mean, does, does that have like a lot of medical problems? Nope. Oh, well, then it's no, just gotta... a big shaggy. Well, not a big shaggy dog. It's a medium sized shaggy dog that's just old. Oh, then you know. But then again, I it, it might be dope. seven because really all shaggy dogs once their fur falls over their eyes and stuff, they all look old. Yeah, it might be super yeah. young. You can't but... see the desperation in his eyes because of the shagginess. How <laughs> <But laughs> we get here? <laughs> really, I don't know. My fur was over my eyes. I don't know my way back home. I, I used to have toys in a bowl, and, and now I, I guess now I'm just here. Like, uh, I had a uh, I had a house to myself, and now I'm stuck in a two man cell with this dog right here. What's going on? Are they ever coming back, or am I just? Is this what's happening? What's going on? Hey, why don't he want me, man? I'm gonna raise. I'm gonna raise a bunch of pups of my own, and I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna go to all their games. And I'm gonna I'm do great be- on my own because I don't need to ask him for no advice. He wouldn't know nothing about raising no no dog. Why don't he want me? Come here, man. I'll scratch behind your ear. This is sad. <laughs> oh, oh, like, this is great. This is great. This is great. Can I have, I'm a, have another? I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play fetch better than he did. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna learn how to throw a stick. <laughs> Forget don't him. you worry. I'm gonna I'm gonna get your slippers. I don't have this. I'm gonna buy you some slippers. I'm gonna go get your slippers for you and bring them to you. Like, okay, what size are you? Um, this is weird. I'm gonna get you some slippers. That's the dog now. <laughs> the dog is gonna get someone some. I don't know. Where I'm going with that either. <laughs> what do you want me, man? That's the whole bottom line. Like, I just, I just love the fact that God, I just like, love the fact that there's a movie called Ghost Dog. And of course there is. Oh. Yes, yeah, with Forrest Whitaker. It's Forrest yeah. Whitaker, and I was like, you know I love what? I'm gonna tell the story of Ghost Dog. <laughs> I love that movie. That's it's actually very relevant to the plot of your story. Oh, what's well, up in the end? Ghost Dog in that story gets shot. So like, man, when she told like, me that, I was like, so um, no child support for the dog? Like they just. <laughs> <laughs> Brought you like three cans of food and just kind of dipped out, huh? And say, just, good luck. Good luck and good night. Just, uh. So one day you're going to realize that they lived across the street from you the whole time. I know a guy <clears throat> whose dad left when he was a very young age and started another family. And the guy didn't know about it until he got older and found out that his dad lived right around the corner from him the whole time. Ooh. That's a real why did he want me moment, man. Because, like, you could have just walked over to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Could have walked up. Anything. I mean, you could have even been like, hey, hey, kid, you want to make some money? Come on my lawn. Why didn't he nah. want me, man? I think I'd be mad about that too. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to find out that my dad 
was paying me to mow his lawn, but he couldn't like come and kick it and take me to like to right. baseball games or whatever the fuck. Like later when you're but 20, it's just like, oh man, shot. Jenkins. Here's the kill shot. <laughs> the money, what will really have been fucked up is if the money that he was giving him was just the child support that he was court ordered to give him anyway. He's like, oh shit. That explains why he was paying me $500 a month to cut his grass. Oh I God. mowed his lawn and he would pay me and my mom would be like, your dad ain't paid child support again and I'd be okay and I never knew why. My dad just didn't trust my mama and he was just giving me the money direct. That's some shady That's ass shit. So he's not up. really That's paying you. Too. That's some shady ass shit. That's fucked up too. Because he's not really paying you to mow the lawn. You see, he's really just giving you the money he owes you anyway. But this you're mowing the lawn up. for free. This is all fucked up. Yeah, so fucked up. <sighs> I should write a book. No, you- I think that'll make a really, I think that'll be an Academy Award winner if I wrote a movie. <laughs> How one man became the pettiest nigga alive. But <laughs> 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 just have it be like finding Forrester and shit. <laughs> and then you find out that instead of him being a world famous like author, he's your daddy, and you've been mowing his law for nothing. It's like, uh, you're an unprecedented heavyweight champion of the world. We just want to ask you, what was the motivating factor? Well, honestly, my dad was never there for me. What? <laughs> That's not going to happen ever. But now that you said that, I kind of wish that was the case. Oh, God. Yeah. But yeah, that happened. Not the lawn mowing part, but the rest of it happened. It's still kind of crazy, though, because again, like, it's you're in such close proximity. Like, like, at least have the decency to move away if you're going to abandon your child, right? Like, go to the next town. Or, uh, I don't know, the next neighborhood. Just depend upon, like, your circumstance. Like, put put some cubic feet between you. Like, or some miles. Put some square miles between you and, and you know, the kid that you're abandoning. Because at this point, you're not even abandoning them. That's just like a... Hide and seek. That's like a... <laughs> you know? It's just like a... It's like a... <laughs> A really, really unfair game of hide and seek. As soon as you were born, he was like, all right, so count to 10. And as soon as you can count to 10, come find me. When you find me, I will give you a reward called your child support check. Oh, my God. <laughs> so here's what's going to happen, Tiffany. As soon as our son can find me, I'll start paying him child support. Until then, I'm not. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. No, close them all the way. I see you peeking. Okay. All right. I'm going to go hide now. Good luck. Congratulations. This is a boy. <laughs> and he's Good. gone. The game is afoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Abandoning children. Ooh, abandoning poorly. ships and children. Like, I just, you just... I just need you to be better at it if you're going to do it. You, you know, know what will really be fucked up? If you abandon your child. God. Oh, hate Mel could be sent to single soundcast at gmail.com. If you abandon your child and then your child grows to be like six foot two at the age of 12. So you create an AAU team. <laughs> <laughs> 
and you convince your child to be on your team, but he still doesn't know he's your kid. Oh my god, that's oh my that god. is that is a movie actually. No, like or like a really fucked up soap opera plot. Like I feel like that kind of shit. Like really, like somebody would really make that happen. I feel like that's a movie, but in it, the the hero of the of the movie is like this other dude who's like I assume light skinned because it's a Tyler Perry production. Always light skin. Oh man. god, and he he's the cool one who's like, hey man. If, whether or not you play basketball doesn't matter. I just want you to make sure you get a good education so that you can take care of yourself. And that's the dude who, like, it's it's really like the hero of the story. But like, well, here's the, how it would happen: if it's a Tyler Perry movie, the light skinned nigga would also be the assistant coach or the janitor. Yeah, both. He's he's cleaning both. up. He's both. cleaning up both both literally and figuratively. And so he would be the one who, when the kid had a bad game, would walk the kid home. And music will play in the background where he talks to him about his life. And then he find out that he never knew his dad, but he's always just wanted to be the best in basketball. He'd be like, hey, man, you don't have to be the best in basketball. Just be the best you can be at life. And then the music swells up. <laughs> and they go I'll on a huge winning streak. And the coach, like, you, the coach is taking all the credit for it. And then one day... The coach is like, hey, you were late for practice, so I'm going to bench you for this game. And the assistant coach is like, no, man, I'll play you one-on-one. If he, if I win, he plays. If I lose, I'll quit. And he sits. And that's it. <laughs> Why did that rhyme? I, this turned into like a hip- movie. <laughs> Did he just turn it to a musical? And then he's like, if he... And it's like, whoa, whoa, what's happening? Also, is this being played by Leon? It's played by Leon. Yeah. And the nigga is played by... Shamar Moore. <laughs> Pete was... Shamar Moore. We're going to go back in time and get him and bring him so he can do this. <laughs> I was going to say... Pete Shamar Moore. I'm talking cornrow Shamar Moore. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I I not even the league. He's not even in the league anymore. I don't care. Yeah, he had sex with LeBron's mom, and all of his talent just left his body. Godly, that's what happens, man. But um, then the assistant coach will win, and the kid will be like, "Thanks, coach," and he will be like, "Don't call me coach. Call me friend." And like they walk a... off to the game and get started. And then the coach at halftime would be like yelling at them. And they'd be like, we're not going to play if you coach anymore. I feel like there's a plot line that you're missing here where that same coach is also uh, slyly trying to bang that student's mom. Well, on it's accident, like, because they run into each other at the store. No, it's, no, it's never it's never on accident. It's, it's, he, he's, <laughs> dropping, he's like dropping the kid off after like – after like a two-hour workout, he's like, and she's just like, oh, I'm just so appreciative for all the time you spend with him. He's like, hey, it's nothing. He's a great kid. And she's like, well, don't you want to come in for like, you know, like for, for coffee? For cake. Goes, it's always goes, cake. It's always, it's coffee because it's, it's the, the black connotation. It's like, don't you want to come in for like coffee? And he's just like, ha I got to go, but maybe next time. And then it's just this constant like back and forth. Uh, there's a misunderstanding where they try to go on a date, but then they have a flare up or an ang- like an argument on the date where like he orders something or she orders something that, they, that he disagrees with. Like, I don't have that kind of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he comes back around. And at the end where he's like, you know what? Don't call me coach. It's like, nah, call me father. Cause he's adopting that kid. 
because he's banging his mom. That's how that story runs. I liked it better when it was called me friend. And no, then call me starts- father. I'm banging your mom. Ha ha. I'm adopting you, you. You can't, can't stop it. Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop it. You can't stop it. Your game isn't strong enough. Play me one on one if you win. <laughs> but then somehow, somehow, like maybe three fourths of the way through the movie, we find out the assistant coach and the head coach. Okay. played ball together and they stopped being friends when the head coach left the kid's mom behind at yeah. the hospital while she was having oh, that's the right. baby. That was the impetus for this entire movie. I kind of forgot about that. Way yes. loop. I forgot it was, the, and then it was the abandonment issues. And then at the end of the movie, after he's like adopted and he like goes on, he, he's getting ready to leave to go to college. He's like, oh man, he's talking to the lights. He's like, yo, this has been this has been a crazy ride. I really appreciate it. The fact that you were there for me. You've been amazing. And I just can't do this. Like, me and your mom are getting a divorce, nigga. We can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. I'm unadopting you. And then he just leaves forever. And he gets abandoned twice. And that's how the movie ends. Or this even called better. called fucking abandonment. Or even better. The kid comes up to him and he was like, I just want to thank you for always being there for me this season. And he was like, you know what, brother? I've been there for you the whole time. And then he tells him the whole story of how his dad and him were like really close in college. And he was the one who was setting up the alley-oops for his dad. And his dad was like slamming him down and could have went to the league, but he felt like he was held back by the birth of his new son, by his girlfriend who he had just met like a week <gasps> before. Or, okay. So he's like, Hey man, I really appreciate the fact <laughs> Shanta, that you, you got anything for this. Hold on. We got to let Shanta cook. Cause I feel like she getting the popcorn. Like this going to do something. No, I have absolutely nothing. I'm lost. <laughs> he walks up to him. He's like, hey, man, I really appreciate the fact that you stepped in and are there for me. And he puts his hand on his shoulder. He's like, hey, man, I've always been there for you. Then he sprouts wings. And he's an angel. He's been dead the entire time. Motherfucker, he was dead the entire time. He died before. He's an angel. <laughs> no, no. So I, feel like you, I feel like you guys have, at, like, have created like one movie out of like a million different ones. <laughs> and it's really like everybody stepping out of, this is like, the ending for Earth 616. This is the ending on Earth 327. <laughs> but honestly, what ends up happening is the halfway through, because for some reason in these movies, there's always like an unnecessary angst that comes up. Oh, it's because Tyler Perry writes all of them. That's why it's the same thing every single so, time. Exactly. So somewhere halfway through this movie, this kid is on the internet looking up pictures of basketball players from back in the day from his neighborhood or from his high school. And he finds a team photo of the assistant coach and the head coach. And the head coach has his arm around his mom and it all just clicks. And they actually, that's the best part about some of these movies when it literally, they have the, the echoing clicking sound as it all just clicks in his head. And the light comes on. And he's like, Mom, who's my daddy? Tense music. That's the name of that's the name of the movie. Who's my daddy? Who's my daddy? Who's my daddy? (laughs) Who's my and it's just I mean like that is such a Tyler Perry title. And it's the kid on the cover with like like two dads and he's just standing between them like, I don't know. (laughs) And his mom is like I've always wanted to tell you, son. I just, I just didn't know a way. 
it's your coach. And so he goes running off in the rain. Oh, God. <laughs> and the music is playing <laughs> behind him. And he's running in the rain, and he runs all the way to the gym. And as he looks into the gym, the janitor is there cleaning the floor. And so he bursts in through the door, and the janitor's like, hey, man, slow down, slow down, slow down. What's going on? And he was like, I just found out that my motherfucking daddy is all this, and you didn't tell me. And he's like, hey, man, calm down, calm down. Hey, breathe, breathe, man, breathe. You know what I used to do to calm myself down? I take jump shots. And so he brings out the ball rack and he's just passing balls to the kid and shagging rebounds while the kid is crying and just wetting jump shot after jump shot. Then and Tupac then the- shows up and he takes a razor blade out of his mouth. And he's like, this is the streets. <laughs> this is the streets, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> See, we're all, we're all over the place. And I haven't seen enough of these basketball movies. I've seen Above the Rim, though. <laughs> we're all over the place. We're all over the place. Funny story about Above the Rim. I have a kid on my team named Kyle. And his oh. dad is the coach of the younger, the 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 twelve U uh, AAU team. So every time that we say his name, his dad is like Kyle Lee Watkins. What kind of a country ass name is that? And he's never shown his son above the rim. Uh, <laughs> so he's like, it's a name you gave me. <laughs> and why did you call me Watkins? So yeah. So yeah, yes. at the end, the kid ends up going to the league. And he takes his – or he goes to college. Because I never saw him actually making it to the league. Yeah. He, yeah. he sinks a, a game-winning shot. In a, and you and it shows the janitor with his arm around the mom, kind of like Shep and uh, – <laughs> Yeah. Leon just moving in on the mom like, well, you know, now that he's gone, the house like, seems mighty empty without him here. I, I don't never have understood, a house. I never understood why he didn't just tell his mom – because back then it was a much bigger stigma than it is now. Hey, mom, ask that nigga about nutso. <laughs> and watch him try and jump off a roof. <laughs> like he's got real I feel like issues. He tried mom. to. I feel like he tried to. I think the thing was was that uh, you're missing the fact. This is again peak Leon, where he's he, he's he's six two six three, towering above her, uh, making her feel safe and tiny in his arms at the same time. Like, come on. Like, you, she knew. She was like, oh, I know he's got problems, and that's, that's whatever. We can work through those problems. She was ready to do everything for, them, for that dude. Like, no joke. She was primed. It was. <laughs> <laughs> the best like, part to me of Leon in Above the Rim was when he was sitting in the, uh, the restaurant and the crazy-haired woman yeah. with one eye that was bigger than the other eye comes up to him and says, hey, you sweet thing, you know what you need? You need a strong black woman to take you home and fix you up something to eat and make you smile. And he was like, I'll just take coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that was the way he responded to her saying, I will sex you up through the roof. Right. I just take some coffee. Then he stared her in the face while he poured a bunch of cream in. He was like, I don't like black. No, I'm joking. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's Luke Cage. That's very Luke Cage. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Man. (laughs) So, 
uh, my city is insufferable right now because oh, the shit. 49ers are near the championship. They are close. Uh, Seattle was a bit insufferable, but they got that insufferability kicked the fuck out of them. You know, <laughs> I still just remember the day that I heard two old women in Seattle just cussing the fucking everybody out because he wouldn't play this motherfucker and we're the 13s or the 12s and we don't get no fucking respect. This while I'm sitting in Irish trying to get some food. A 60-year-old and the server who's bringing her food are there railing about how they don't get any fucking respect in Seattle. Why are all of your stories uh, beginning and ending with Ivers? Have you I love Ivers, bro. I, every time you're like, you're in Seattle, like, I was at Ivers. Every <laughs> time. Yeah. If I can make it to Seattle, there's two places I'm going. Ivers and maybe your house roast Jordan's house, not my grandma's house. Ivers is... Okay, here's the thing. I think we've had this conversation before, and I apologize if we have. Yeah, there's a place in the South that you love way more than Ivers. Motherfucking Captain D's, my nigga. Like, (laughs) Captain D's nuts. Whatever, Captain. You can talk shit about Captain D's all you want to. You haven't had Captain D's, I believe. And I feel like that's that's the problem. You haven't just, like, Captain D's is some dope-ass fish, and anyone who is Southern will back me up on it. That shit is, that's my jam. I, I will go get a two-piece with fries at Captain D's right motherfucking now. Like, if there were, like, <laughs> it's three days of a drive for me to go, like, back to Captain D's, and I'm I'm legit ready to take it. I want Captain D's in the worst way. And, like, I can't, and Ivers just isn't it. Like, I like Ivers. It's okay. But, like, honestly, the thing that I've gotten that was closest to it that's here that's local is Spuds. Spuds is pretty decent, actually. Is that like also a chain kind of thing, or Um, just a local local spot? Local chain. So like, there's a a bunch of all the stuff in all the stuff in Washington. For some strange reason, is all local shit. Yeah, like within the Seattle region, like there's Dicks, which is a local, like Seattle and like basically like Western, Western Washington. There's Dicks. There's Ezels. There's yep. Taco, spuds, there's uh, Burger Master, Taco Time, Burger Master, Spuds, Ivers. Yeah, I fucking Ivers is one too. Yeah, they're all okay. local places to <laughs> Seattle, like to Washington. If you and leave like, Washington, you can't eat none of them anymore. And you wow. can't, you can't move. And like to that other point, like you, when you move into this area, like all the other places that you know are normally there have all been choked out like right. there's not as many burger restaurants because dicks has a stranglehold on like the that region. <laughs> stranglehold on dicks <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah and uh like oh, like wow. ivers and spuds have like the fish game locked down like ezel's that's why you can't get popeyes like there's there's like one fucking popeyes and it's goddamn i think 30 miles from me right now like trying to get get into like any uh like fast food that's like national here is impossible i will say this it's great i've lost a ton of weight since i got here because i was like i don't eat any of this shit though burger master is dope as fuck and i would i would fuck with burger master right now and ivers isn't bad it's just not captain d's it's not the it's not the level of greasiness i need for my fish like mm-hmm. i need and captain d's does this whole thing like all the uh so they batter their fish with this like heavy uh fucking batter and then, like, all the crunch, like, that comes off of it. They just scoop that in as well. So you just have a bunch of crunchy shit. Yeah, that's, that's fucking Long John Silver's, bro. No, that's Captain D's does that as well. 
Yeah, I'm saying like what you're describing sounds exactly like like yeah, that. Okay, so the, I ha- I've had the West Coast equivalent of it would be. I've Long had John Long John, Silvers. but I'm saying I've had Long John Silver's. That shit don't hit the same. You know what? You know what? Honestly, and shit, I should stop by there. Long John Silver's has all you can eat on Sundays. And oh, I, wow. I just, I haven't been. I've had the Long John's. I've also had a. This is a weird story. I had a friend. Well, not a friend. There was a dude who that when I went to high school, there was a dude who worked at uh, Long John Silver's who uh like was carrying like hot grease and slipped and fell and like splashed himself in the face is this the i'm gonna have an accident story or did this really happen no this really happened and uh so he slipped and fell and like hit grease like got hot grease on his face and had to like go through a skin graft and a whole bunch of nonsense because you know super burn and i remember him coming back to school and the only reason i remember all of this because uh the question that we were all wondering was like whether or not his girlfriend was going to stay with him. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that was because we were teenagers and right. want to report. Uh, here's what she did. And this is, you know, I think she's 15 at this time. So give her some slack. Uh, she stayed with him until he came back, saw him afterwards, was like, oh, waited about a week and then dumped him. But at and least she tried. It was just like, things aren't the same. Yeah, no, I think okay. she just didn't want to dump them right then because, like, you know, we were trying to be mad supportive. It, we had like a lean on me assembly before he came back, and not like a real lean on me assembly because, like, all of our assemblies uh, included that song because that's just the the image that our teachers wanted to like portray of the school. It's ninety eight percent black school is what we do, uh, but like, <laughs> like we legit had like an assembly where they were like, "Look, this world is a tough place." And we have to support each other. And they like sang some like they had like a choir come up and sing like some like relatively church light songs. And there was a speaker who came up that was a motivational speaker that talked about friendship. <laughs> and then like that was like Friday. And then on Monday he came back. We were like, oh, okay, okay, okay. That's what Friday was about. Cool, 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 cool. So like we were all trying to be like cool about it, but she dumped him a week later, so I guess you know that's how long an assembly lasts. Like you, you have to like a week. Like a week goes by, and you're like, "All right, cool. I feel like I, I've lost my assembly bill now." Speaking of a week later, uh, Drew Rosenhaus has conditionally terminated ties to Antonio Brown. Sorry, I, I don't see what the connection was to that either. I just. <laughs> I just oh, no. I, I saw that he was making a music video, and so I was searching, and I saw uh, that Drew Rosenhaus is no longer his agent, and oh. so Antonio Brown came back and trolled him uh, with with a tweet on Twitter, um, with a tweet on Twitter. Duh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're so close to old right now. Yeah, that 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 right 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 there. That was me. Let's go um, to the internet to find out what happened. <laughs> he told him that you can eat a you can use a pallet of dicks by mail, which is an actual uh it's it's an actual company. Wait, pallet pallet of dicks? Yeah, a pallet of dicks by mail. Dicks by mail and honestly send a bag of dicks with a note reminding the recipient to eat a bag of dicks. Oh my. Oh, they're gummy dicks. I would send these to myself. 
Gummy dicks. For fifteen dollars, <laughs> you can have a bag of delicious gummy dicks. Like, why would you not want these? I love gummy. Bouncing and pouncing, moving and grooving, turgid and small, all in your face. They oh, all no, got no, nut no. sacks. You can't get no, no, your no. money back if you don't want no, these are... dicks in your face. First dicks of all, I like mail. gummy snacks. I like gummy snacks in whatever shape or form. I don't give a fuck. They look like. Dicks. They taste like gummies. I will eat the shit out of these dicks. <laughs> Gummy dicks all up oh, in your face. Just take a look. Have a dicks and tits combo so you can eat dicks and tits. You can get a combo of dicks and tits. They oh my are, god. It's just not gummy dicks. Uh, and you can get uh you can add eat a dick uh confetti. So it's like little little dick shaped confetti. We got confetti, but you are not ready for this big combo of gummy dicks and Honestly, if it weren't so expensive, Litter? I would I would be sending myself a bag of dicks right now if it weren't so expensive. Hey, send it I... to yourself at work. <laughs> it's like, all right, and, and who did it? it? <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, oh, I, I, I know I'm the only black guy here, and this is racist. We're gonna stay here until we find out what's happening. Lock the doors. No, like, oh like, how, like how on Valentine's Day, there's folks who send themselves flowers. Send yourself a bag of dicks on Valentine's Day and just cry into your desk. Nah, I would be eating those, that, those dicks happily. Like, look, I th- again. These are gummy snacks. You don't understand how much I enjoy gummy snacks. Oh, I, I can tell you. We, you, Devin and I get fi- a five-pound bag of uh, gummy truthfully, bears. If it's delicious, you can month. shape it like a dick, and I will happily eat it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, if, as long as it's delicious, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's like, oh, we made this cake shaped like a dick. Great. I will. Let me. Where do I start? Tip of balls. Let's go. Like. Let's, <laughs> Okay. Okay, but gummy snacks though. So like just regular, regular like gummy stuff, or like the sour stuff, or just anything. All of them. I, fu- all I fucked with all of it. I fucked with all of it. The only one that okay. I won't eat is like jujubes and stuff like that because they're too gummy and they get stuck in my teeth. I like okay. gushers because like then I get like the the uh, like sour gushers only though because like I don't fuck with normal flavor gushers. But sour gushers are the jam where it's just like a big old sour but like burst in the middle. I'm down for those. Uh, I'm I'm not against Jujubees. Like if if I have nothing else, like when I go to the movie theater and that's all they got, I'm like, all right. Like, if that's all they got, they fine. need to close down. Or like like Mike and Ice, I generally am not into. But like again, if I go there, like it's if it's chewy and like a little fruity, I'm in. And if it's like a true gummy, I'm definitely in. And I'm okay with like, all right, this is not a true gummy, but it reminds me of a gummy. So let me get that. Can I ask y'all a question, especially yeah. with uh. You being from the South, Jay, and yo, what and, if I said no? Would you not ask the question? You being from the Midwest, <laughs> oh, it's a, Oklahoma's the South. Yeah, it's got some real Southern. It's it's South. It's not. It is it's not. Like, it's Southwest more than anything else. Yeah. Okay, so with both y'all being from the South, I guess. Um, like, yeah, Oklahoma's got enough enough uh, legit racism and slavery roots to be like, yeah, Southern. Sweet Southern, yeah. <laughs> so here's my question. Okay. Have either of y'all ever, and I guess this isn't even a South thing, it's just a kid thing. Have you ever gone to those big bins in the back of the store where they got like all the candy and just dipped one of the, you know, where you can get like pound candy by the pound yeah. or whatever, and they have the big shovel scooper or whatever? Did your parents ever allow you to buy any of that? Um, my mom would sometimes when she was like trying to reward me, but there were always like conditions. So 
a lot of the times the conditions were yes we could do this but we can only do it at a health food store so like all the chocolate was care of all of the candy was like low sugar or no sugar uh so like then it it became just a a, of like okay what's the worst thing i can get for myself out of this bin and still feel like i'm a good person it always ended up being like care covered like uh care covered like uh, peanuts would always end up with us being yeah and like if i if i could get the candy coated ones is i would get but they were always like the sugar free so the candy coating was sugar free the carob coating inside was not chocolate and then it had like a a a peanut with it as well and then like i would get those because that was supposed to be a snack for like you know a treat for me and then whenever somebody got those my dad would just like eat the entire bag anytime i brought them home so i I got like maybe five every time and then like we bring them home and put them in the fridge and then overnight i go to sleep and wake up and then the bag would be gone and i'm like yo what happened and my dad like yeah those were great i'm like (laughs) (laughs) we didn't have i don't we didn't have anything like that the closest we had to where you could kind of like pick what you wanted kind of like whatever uh was a little stand of like brocks like b-r-a-c-h apostrophe s yeah all the different candies yeah so it was like the 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 butterscotch and the 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 peppermint the 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 spearmint the the cinnamon disc like yeah. they had like the, the gummy gumdrop thing in like different shapes and it was it was shit like that but nothing nothing like a huge bin that was probably as close as it got as far as like that like that kind of like assortment of candy stuff that shit was like in the mall like, i fuck mad heavy with like that kind of soft peppermint from brock's that they kind of bring out around christmas is where it's not like that it's not a hard one where you can actually kind of bite into it immediately and it's kind of i, I don't know how else to describe it but i've, I've really it was in a that. different it wasn't a disc it was like it's like kind of a different a little shape. stick yeah it's like yeah. a little tiny stick and it looked you know it's a little stick of uh it was looked you know i guess peppermint striped and it was like a peppermint stick but then when you got it you could bite into it almost like a dinner mint mm-hmm. same consistency i love those i will destroy those every single every single christmas if you put those out, I will eat them all. Yeah. I'm like my dad like that. <laughs> <laughs> they would get stuck in my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, right. Everything would get and and when I say they get stuck in my teeth, I mean like in the bottom of my molar where I would have to like dig yeah. with my fingernail to get it out. And so I just stuck with the eggnog. It was, see, I'm, I'm legit full on lactose intolerant now and I can't. Like even with even with like AIDS, I can't I can't. Well, not well, not AIDS, but like lactate. But even with like help, I can't like I can't get by. Like it's still not great for me. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm I'm legit kind of broken about it. A lot of that my favorite sucks. foods are dairy based. That really like mac sucks. and cheese. Like right. I have a great mac and cheese recipe, and it's like every time I make it, I'm like, this is not for me. You know what? I meant to make myself a lobster mac and cheese this weekend, and completely forgot till you just mentioned it. Mm, did you already buy the lobster? No, not yet. Okay, I was gonna say if you did, that lobster is bad. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that lobster is not good. You cannot eat it. That lobster is now just fucking beach trash. Like, yeah, no. I was gonna butter poach a lobster and then chop it up and put it into a mac and cheese. And you know when you're trying to do what? What three cheeses do you put into your mac and cheese, Shantae? What is it? I forget what they are. Because nobody puts two cheeses in their mac and cheese anymore. There's always a third it's one. Mu- okay, I think it's like a Munster, a Sharp Cheddar, and Monterey Jack, I think is what it is. I think okay, it's those. Okay. Jay? Um, and the last one, I did a smoked Gouda. 
um, a smoked white cheddar and then an extra sharp uh, yellow cheddar. We did sharp cheddar, Gruyere, <laughs> and um, Monterey yeah, Jack. Really yeah, Gruyere is really, really good. Like, yeah, it's I've, really I've, creamy. Yeah, like I've done it, like, and that's kind of what the uh, the Gouda kind of was my substitute for this year or last time for uh, for it was. But like, it's a super creamy cheese, and it's really fucking delicious. And you paired it like really well with a bunch of other cheeses. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's God, I fucking this sucks. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> I also chunks of moss, mozzarella. That's what that's what was. Yeah, because like, like the kind of stringiness. That's always dope. Yeah. I yeah. would say that I have ruined, and I made like uh, like three pounds of macaroni and cheese, and I kind of ruined it. I I thought I could like marry Velveeta with like normal cheese. No, you. Didn't. Oh. And so I tr- I tried it. I tried it, and so like I I like worked it, and I I did the whole bechamel, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be great. And then uh, I beige mailed and then kind of like paired it with a little bit of Velveeta. And it was bad. It was real bad. It was so disgusting. <laughs> not really? creamy, not good. It was just terrible. I made a mistake like that with nacho cheese once. Um, Whose cheese? Not yours. Um, <laughs> we were, they were, um, the boys that were here and Nisha and everybody wanted some nachos. And um, we only had a little bit left. So I took the cheese that was in the container and put it in there. And then I took some milk and then I took a bunch of shredded um, yeah. cheddar and, and, and Colby <laughs> Jack and threw it in there too and started it all up. <laughs> I, I did that the first time I made macaroni and cheese too. That was the stretchiest shit. <laughs> like, Yo, I made a, so like I, the first time I made macaroni and cheese, I was like, I'm going to save myself some time. And I bought like pre-shredded cheese. I was like, yeah, pre-shredded cheese. This is, I'm, I'm brilliant. So I buy the pre-shredded cheese and I get back home. And as I start making it, like what, the reason you can't use pre-shredded cheese is because they add like this anti-clumping agent. To yeah. It. And yeah. like, when you start trying to like mix it in with your bechamel, it just literally turns it into a clumpy goddamn mess. So I'm like sweating like trying to like add more cream, trying to like mm-hmm. get it to like smooth out. Like, oh my god! Like beating it with an like a fucking uh, egg beater, just like <laughs> whipping the shit out of it. Like, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! And I ended up just like finally giving up, and I had this lumpy ass macaroni and cheese. And I remember like just wanting to kill myself. I was like, I hate this, and I had to eat it, and it was the worst. And I was like trying to figure out what I went wrong, and I just ended up just having to, have to like look it up. And I just looked up. I was like, why did my macaroni and cheese turn out lumpy? And it was like, did you use pre-shredded cheese? And I was like, yes. It's like, this is why. I was going to okay. say, I, I'm quite certain you can Google that. <laughs> yeah. Like, black folks no. have already warned people. You know what's so crazy about that, though? My my stepmother, she would use pre-shredded cheese, but she didn't make a bechamel sauce. She mm. would just, I think she just would. Melted it down. I think she would just put, you know, she would do obviously do the, uh, the noodles, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And I think she would just maybe do like, you know, a layer of cheese, a layer of noodles, a layer of cheese, a layer of noodles. And it never, it never occurred to me that she was doing anything wrong until later on I got on Twitter and different following different chefs and shit. And they're like, no, don't use, you know, shredded cheese because of the, the anti-clumping agent and everything. But I never well, understood why. I've, it- s- I've seen like a style where like, instead of doing like a cheese based sauce, you do still make like a cream sauce and then mm-hmm. you pour the cream sauce and you do what you're saying where like you layer cheese on and with the cream sauce and it mixes w- with cooking. So like I've seen that brand where it's, it's this really 
like hearty like that's the type uh so it's the type my father really loves because he makes that style of uh macaroni and cheese so he doesn't do a bechamel sauce either he makes this kind of like it's cream sauce it's like eggs cream paprika uh like all the stuff that you would normally put in the bechamel but then like none of the cheese mm-hmm. then like you pour it all over and then layer it with the cheese uh like already pre-shredded and then cook it all down in the uh, in the oven so it, it might be that style but Truthfully, it's kind of an inferior style of cheese. Uh, right. Like right. It's not, I mean, it's not bad, but you're just basically making nachos with pasta and cheese. You know, right, it's a no. bad idea that's never worked. It's what? taking the macaroni and cheese out of the box, like the box macaroni and cheese, mm-hmm. and trying to add cheese to that. Can I, can I be a trash person real quick? Sure. Go ahead. So like the uh like the craft like macaroni and cheese where like you uh you can like put it in the microwave and like for like a minute and then the pour easy mac? And, like yeah, yeah you pour it like drop in some powder and it turns into cheese I fucking uh used to work at a I fucking love those I used to work at a, a place where I worked they had them like in the pa- in the pantry like a quarter you could just have like buy one so like I would just buy like a couple for lunch and I started eating those I was like yo I fuck heavy with this. Uh, and I'm lactose intolerant does not fuck with me at all. The lactose intolerant uh, standpoint, because it's not real cheese. So it's just right. like, this is the best. I honestly really kind of dig those. Did somebody play you're the best around the background while you played while you <laughs> ate it? No, but like I hummed it to myself. I was like, you're the best around. <laughs> did, you, did you make them turn the lights <laughs> off and turn on the spotlight? While you yes, ate it? I did. They were very upset about it. <laughs> But no, after the first a, hour, they were cool with it. <laughs> well, there, there's nothing wrong with those like things because I like the what is it the there's the Velveeta one. Yeah, I yeah. Think, and you just, but it's not it's not a powder. It's a, you like got to squeeze it it's out. It's a sauce. And that's the that's the all. business. Well, especially like the, the shells because they get the cheese yeah. inside of them. Well, I feel like the Velveeta one. The, the only problem I have that one is that it does taste like Velveeta, and like I kind of like I can't shake that that flavor. It's not. Yeah, it's like, you know, there's the Velveeta. Uh, like it's the Velveeta um, dip that everyone makes with like Rotel and beef, and like I, I just it's the taste of Velveeta that does it uh, in for me every time. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 eat the shells and cheese. I'm not gonna fuck with anything. No, I'm not fucking with anything else. I'll put mm-hmm. some pepper on that shit and make it pop. Wait, have y'all ever had that dip I'm talking about? Because I feel like I got a lot of silence from that. No, because I don't no. I don't like that. Those are that's a weird. I don't eat food that has that kind of texture so i'm not okay. i'm not a nacho person so i'm not gonna eat that anyway but like and, uh when i used to go to like church social socials uh back in the time when i was into that like that was one of the potluck like dishes that uh, oh the seven layer dip no not seven nope nope so it's it's a whole crock pot thing where like uh in a crock pot you put uh you use like lightly brown beef with onions right and you put mm-hmm. it into a crock pot and then you put a block of Velveeta in there mm-hmm. uh and then you chop up an onion and then you open a can of rotel rotel mm-hmm. yeah sorry sorry drop, wasn't listening yeah rotel in and then like you turn on in the crock pot and you let that all sit for about an hour and then you yeah that's that a standard potluck that's yeah. a standard at potlucks where that's a standard at at lazy Super Bowl parties out here. And I, I've also seen them do it where they add like some cream to it so that it's got like a little bit more of a consistency. Yeah, they add out here they put cream cheese in it. Oh mm. god. I guess you can. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to react like that. But... <laughs> <laughs> the hell? No. <laughs> it was the just two flavors I don't with my vision. It was just two flavors <laughs> I don't want together, but I mean whatever. <laughs> Like cream cheese and Velveeta uh, is where is that is that what we're doing? <laughs> well, fuck <laughs> you, Gary. 
Is that what's hot in these streets? Because, yeah, like, I I, I just, honestly, the the dip itself, I will say this, I used to fuck heavy with it when I was younger, but, like, as I've gotten older, I just can't do it. Sure. You know, my palate is a little bit more refined, I suppose. I've had fondue now. Like, now that I've had fondue, I can't. Oh, you fancy, huh? Yeah. Oh, you fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I've had fondue, I can't go back to my Velveeta ways. Oh, man, it's sophistication so now. <laughs> like I've, I've, had, I've had real cheese. <laughs> well, yeah, like Velveeta's not tech, like they can't even put cheese on the fucking packaging. Oh, yeah. It's just like a cheese like product. It's yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I feel like it's it's one of those things where, like, and it, I don't get me wrong, there's some people who love the flavor of it. And when I was younger, I, I was one of those people, but I just, there are so many good cheeses that are available at this point. Uh, at least to me, I guess maybe I shouldn't say available, but they're available to me that I can just like make my own dip that has that same kind of like texture and deliciousness, but not with Velveeta flavor. Right. Jay out here talking about when I was a child, I thought I was a child, but now that I'm a man, <laughs> I put away childish things. <laughs> I put away the Velveeta <laughs> and I picked up the gear, motherfuckers. <laughs> Graduated to a Malguda. <laughs> And an occasional brie, some camembert. Yeah, I feel like you're saying names now. So I saw <laughs> right. Spell it. Spell it. Uh, uh, can, can I have you using a sentence first, please? <laughs> so I saw um, Bad Boys for Life. Oh, okay. Uh, this weekend is that literally the fourth Bad Boys? Movie? Uh, let's see, Bad Boys One, Bad Boys Two. No, this is the third one, isn't it? Yeah. Why did they do a play on like? the three because bad boys for i guess this is the last one i assume then like this is like we're not doing it again from that title Mm. wait for the review anyhow um they i think and i can't prove it that's important for y'all to know i can't prove it but i think they digitally altered martin lawrence to make him look skinnier Oh no! Oh wow! Because he already looks in the face like wow. Okay, (laughs) older. Like the trailer came out and and people were making fun of his size on the trailer. Like they were really they were honestly they were fat shaming him in the trailer. Wow! And I feel like it may have caused him to go back and say, "I need y'all to get this fixed," but I can't prove it because to go back and get that fixed would have cost a lot of money and time. Okay. okay, but wow. I mean, they may also have already have done it without that impetus. So it may have already been something that was in the works. I feel like you could have easily have asked that for that before the the, the feedback from the um, from the general populace. I mean, the feedback from the general populace might have like helped reinforce the, him being like, "Yep, that was a good decision." But you know, yeah, I feel like he. Okay, so here's what I will. It's, I do want to ask though, was it at least a good movie? Because Bad Boys Two was pretty entertaining. It was entertaining. Okay, and did Michael Bay Michael Bay out? He wasn't even there. Wait, Michael Bay didn't direct this one. Nope. What the fuck? How is this a Bad Boys movie if Michael Bay didn't direct? Michael Bay didn't direct. He wasn't involved. This is not my baby. Mm. Oh, I don't know. If I want to see this now. Yep. Mm. How many did they at least blow up a couple cars for old times' sake? Oh, they blew up the cars. We like the cars, the cars that went boom. 
It's a bad boy staples car case, car car case, car chase with uh, lots of explosions. Yes, that happened. There was a lot of car chases. The cars that went boom, um, and uh, did Will did Smith Mike- got his slow motion putting on his suit jacket moment? Did he run someone down too? That's also his thing. He always runs people down. Like Martin Lawrence, like is the one's like, I'm gonna get in the car and drive to where you're going. Will Smith's like, I'm gonna run you down on foot. Mm. Doesn't run so anyone no down. Running. No, no running. that was running, but it wasn't running nobody down. They're old. So that's <laughs> so he's just jogging for help. So the way that they conveyed it was by having him and Martin Lawrence go out and race each other. And as they're running as fast as they can, the camera pans out and you see they're not running fast at all. And it really just shows that, you know, they're not young anymore. It was a good movie in that regard that they um, talked about the inevitability of age. Yeah. But I, I guess, but that's not what you want to see in a bad boys movie. Yeah. Also like, Why here? Like I, I see all, I see tons of Tom Cruise movies, where he's also uh, aging at the same pace as everyone else, but no one's ever like, "Yo, this is what it's like to get old for him." I'm quite sure it's because Will was like, "If y'all want me to be in this movie, this is what the fuck you gonna have to do." I guess that, and also, but also though, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise has been like hanging from cliffs. For like the last 30 years like there's no (laughs) in doing his own stunts and everything I mean there's just there's you know at best what we get is we find out that he's injured himself you know where maybe when he did Mission Impossible those first Mission Impossible movies and he's doing his own stunts we don't hear the stories of how he's hurt himself and now we hear like oh he hurt oh man he busted his knee or he did this or he did that but it's still but he's still out here living his life like he's motherfucking Ethan Hunt and so yeah I guess I mean it just sometimes it it I go back I don't go back I just close my eyes and picture him sliding across the floor in his underwear and risky business (laughs) and how he went from that to being Ethan Hunt and that's his defining role now was Ethan Hunt yeah like for what would you say would be Tom Cruise's defining role I was gonna say uh, it was in a few good men, the one that he got nominated for. What's his name in a few good men? Uh, General Attorney General. Uh, uh, Paul, yeah. Like no, wait, I know it. It's his first name. <laughs> <laughs> wait. No, I mean like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is either Ethan Hunt or he is Maverick. Okay, mm-hmm. look, this is this is Maverick. unfair. This is unfair because uh, there's only one of these movies, and there's like 15. There's like, Uh, exactly, there's like seven or eight or nine Mission Impossibles. He's Lieutenant Daniel Caffey. Okay, maybe Yeah, no, fuck that. It's the same way that Johnny Depp, his character is that nigga from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, at this at this point, yes. Like, like he he is Cap, he is Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Everybody has somebody who even like if you don't see them and nothing else, you're gonna run up on them. Like the the um wait, what? Well, (laughs) like for example, in the movie Mean Girls, Regina 
Regina, whatever her last name was in Mean Girls. She's been in a ton of movies past that. Oh, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Hold up. But I know gonna, her best from Mean to, Girls. Are we going to breeze by the fact that you just called her Regina, whatever her last name is? Because in the movie, well, I can't think what her last name is. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> just, <laughs> I thought you were just like Regina, Regina George. Regina there George. George. She's yeah. Regina George. Okay, yeah, yeah you're correct. Uh, but so, yeah, Rachel McAdams. I, but see, I feel like not no, because Rachel McAdams also has like a whole bunch of people who only know her from the Notebook, and she also has a bunch of people who only know her from like Wedding Crashers. Like she, she kind of has Wedding Crashers. Yeah, she. Yeah, was, yeah she ends up getting she, with. It's Claire. Yeah. Oh, Claire like, Weaver, yeah. our webster in uh, yeah. Wedding Crashers, and I and then really also, thought that her define. I've never seen the Notebook, but oh man, that's the one that everyone like yeah, her and Ryan I Gosling. Think, I mean, yeah, I mean the note. It's probably the Notebook, or it's Mean Girls. As far as like a lot of people have know seen her it. from that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, here's my question. And Mean Girl, Mean Girls, because of the memes more than anything else, I think. Sure. Here's my question for you. Okay. For Keanu Reeves, is it The Ooh. Matrix with Neo or Ooh. is it John Wick? Bill oh. and Ted. Bill and Ted? Boom. Yeah, I recognize him more from that. I love him. To, loved it. And they're remaking Bill and Ted. Yes, like, I, I will go Ted. see Ted Theodore Logan in, in when they come yeah. out in the theaters. But seriously? I um, Oh, man. I, if, I if I'm know. being honest, Bill, like, Bill and Ted is, I think I reckon either Bill and Ted or a point, point Break. Bro, now you're break. reaching. I love. No, here's here's I the thing. I really did enjoy seeing Point Break, but I mean, oh like, if God. you're no, th- think about Keanu Reeves' uh, tone and inflection, his the style of person he is. Like, think about who he is as a person. Those two movies are where, and if nothing else, he is being the most like himself than anything else. Like, he is a surfer to his heart, and so every movie where he plays as a surfer are the ones I'm like, oh, that's Keanu Reeves. I feel like I, I need know. to make a tournament about this. Like he, like he, like there's, there's, there's obviously Point Break Keanu, but there's also Speed Keanu. Yeah. There's Speed Keanu. Like I think the thing with Keanu but is fucking Neo. Well, yes, but that's, but that's what I'm saying is that he's had he has he has a lot of movies where his you know the character that he's played is I, probably an impactful character on the audience. So I'm gonna make a far fetched argument here for Neo, and I I need to make it. Neo, I feel, should not count because in that specific uh, movie, we only see him play a person and not an archetype of what uh, he's supposed to be for about maybe 20 minutes. When he's Mr. Anderson, we only see him as Mr. Anderson for about 20 minutes in that movie. And then he becomes the archetype of the one. And I feel like at that point, then, like you could plug anyone in and it wouldn't matter. Like, I don't know if that role defines him or if he defines that role. I think it's just anyone in a pair of shades and cool black shit becomes the archetype of like what, you know, of like the hero in the story. That's just like Jet Li did the same thing in the one. And uh, you could argue that men in black kind of use the same imagery. Like, it's just a lot of that kind of feeling of like, oh, this dude is a hero. And look, you can tell by the way he's dressed. Far-fetched fan theory. Uh, after following the end of the Matrix Part Three, okay, Neo inserts himself back into the Matrix and becomes John Wick. Oh, that'd be fun! Wow, that'd be a lot of fun. Actually, I'd be into that. Okay, 
because he knows the karate. He knows all the gunplay. <laughs> like, he's a super assassin. He has a dog. He has a dog. Well, had a dog. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, like, I think about these things sometimes when I have nothing else to do and I'm on the toilet. So, um, Denzel doesn't have a defining role. Oh, Training Day. Malcolm X. I'll give oh, you no. Malcolm X. What? Training Day doesn't do it? The Oscar winning one doesn't do it? What was his name in Training Day, Jay? Alonzo, nigga. Alonzo what? Doesn't matter. Alonzo, nigga. Like, <laughs> I think, you know what? You ain't gonna, I think, you ain't gonna I think say his, it twice. <laughs> I think his lines, like, I think the, some of the, the dialogue that he put out is probably kind of like in that iconic kind of quotable. King Kong ain't got yeah. shit on me. Yeah, like you're gonna be, you know, doing in Pelican Bay, you know, that yeah. kind of like that kind of shit. But I don't know if that if like the the role itself is iconic or like that defining role because it comes after he's already put out so much serious stuff where he should have won an Oscar. And it feels like training day is like y'all finally have to like do something. Y'all finally have to, you know. Oh, okay, but let's not undercut. Here. Let's not undercut Training Day because, like, he's done other good stuff. Like, I it's, mean, but Training really... Day had Dr. Dre in it, bro. Yo, first of all, that's rude. He wasn't in it very long. And second... <laughs> the second thing I want to point out, and, and this is worth noting, Training Day is legitimately a good fucking movie. Like It is. With Even if, like, and I feel like it's one, it's one of those movies, and, and, like, the thing that kind of takes it over the top is... Because it's Denzel Washington, the entire the entire movie, you're just waiting for him to be like, psych, I'm really a good guy. And when you find out he's bad, like that's what pushes it over. And if that isn't what defines a character where like the movie doesn't work without you, you put like Robert De Niro in that movie, it's still really good. But like we are like, yeah, that dude's a piece of shit. We know he's terrible. Or you put fucking Sinbad in that role and it's like, ah oh, man, Sinbad totally a piece of shit he would rob everyone it does Denzel Washington in that well, maybe not Sinbad I feel like Sinbad that role that movie's a little bit different but I feel like with Denzel that movie doesn't or without Denzel that movie doesn't work not doesn't work as well it just doesn't work we're just like oh this is just a bunch of fucking dirty so cops. you're saying if Bokeem Woodbine played Denzel's role it wouldn't be the same movie oh you immediately know he's dirty <laughs> Just immediately, as soon as he's like, he's like, hi, I'm, I'm a love. Oh, fuck. He walks up, he's reading the paper. I'm like, that dude looks dirty. Like, <laughs> only dirty cops read papers. And also, I mean, y'all left out one of my favorite lines from Training Day. Which one is uh, it? I left out one of my favorite ones as well. What's your favorite line? Jake, Jake, I need my money, Jake. Jake. <laughs> That's Jake. <laughs> Very funny, Jake. Very... Jake, I need my money, Jake. I'm like, <laughs> that whole run is my favorite part of Training Day. <laughs> my favorite part was, well, not my favorite part, was um, in the middle is your balls. On either side are pockets. Reach down in there, pay the bill. I got to get that line right. Mm. I'm going to get it right now because now I'm mad at myself. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Only thing about him winning and everything is that it's the same year 
that Halle Berry wins. It's also the same year that I think they uh, honored Sidney Poitier. Mm -hmm. And so it turns into a more symbolic win than it being about how good he was in this movie. But here's the thing. Like, symbolic wins are still W's. Like, and also, oh, this is not to discount him. This is more about like fuck the academy. That's this is not oh, okay. Like I was gonna yeah, say, this s- is- symbolic W's are still W's. To and to his credit, again, you can sit down and watch that movie and be like, yeah, this is this is phenomenal work. I mean, like, uh, and then the very next one that the director did that was similar to that. Also, I think it was uh, End of Watch uh, with fucking Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Michael Pena. Uh, also did well, but didn't go Oscar for either of them. I think I feel like that. That's also kind of uh, another uh, like opportunity for you to see. Like he won an Oscar because of how well he played that role. So much so that he left shoes so big to feel that the next person up wasn't capable of doing it, despite being in what was an Oscar worthy film. So he I said, "Pride at the end of the end of watch, yo." I still haven't seen it. He said, but I don't believe you. You tapped that ass, didn't you? Come on, tell the truth. You know you tapped that ass. You put it in the back seat. bam, Codex. And Jake was like, look, man, I got a wife. And Alonzo was like, you got a dick. You do have a dick, don't you? Okay, the dick lines up straight like that, right? To the right and left of her pockets, right? And those pockets are money. Look at either one of them, pay the bill. And it was funny because when they first sat down, Alonzo was like, breakfast is on me. <laughs> but mm. By the end of it, he was like, bitch, you pay the bill. I don't like you no more. You're a victim. That's right. Brother. I didn't know you like to get wet, Dave. Sherman Hemsley. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so, like... Sylvester Stallone's defining role is obviously Rocky. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Though, I mean, are we going to th- toss an honorable mention for, uh, like, Judge Dredd? Fuck no, that movie was awful. I know that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's either Rocky or it's Rambo. Yeah, yes, it's it's either one of those. What about um, Meryl Streep? Death becomes her. Ooh, Meryl Streep. Or else it's either Death becomes her or the Devil loves Prada. Yes, that's what I'm leaning for. For it, yeah. I really enjoyed The Devil Loves Prada. I shouldn't have enjoyed it nearly as much as I did, but God help me. It's very good. It's okay. She was like a complete and total just boss in that movie. Here's one that might be a bit difficult. Harrison Ford. Wow. Because I think you can make make a case for Han Solo. Of course. And you can make a case for Indiana Jones, but no, I also no think I also think you could make a ch- a, ch- a, bleh, a case for what is it? is it Air Force One? Is I was going to say movies? Air Force One is also Jack Ryan. Yeah. You can yeah. also make a case for Decker uh, from um, I remember his name, but not the name of the movie. That's not a good sign. Oh, Blade Runner. So oh yeah, like, Blade Runner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make a case for him is Decker. Uh, like he's got so many kind of like quote unquote iconic roles. That I, that one's that one's difficult. I actually kind of forgot about Air Force One, but like, yeah, the whole Jack Ryan or no, not the fugitive shit too. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. The just, and that's just one movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, yeah like, honestly, they made another one without him, and it just flopped. Right. Wasn't the same. Yeah, because fucking 
Harrison Ford said, like, I didn't kill my wife. It's- I don't care. <laughs> uh, Tommy Lee Jones. I don't so good. What care. about Tommy? Yeah. What about Tommy Lee Jones? What What would be his iconic role? Is it the fugitive as well? Opposite Harrison Ford? I don't know. I always I remember know. him uh, as Two Face in uh, Batman. Yeah, he was yeah. over the top as Two Face. Yeah, he seemed like he was having the best time with that, and it's so sad that that movie was not good. It, he really was just like, yeah. And then the movie came out and was like, no. Now this brings me all the way around to a question that I had for somebody else in an argument that I had with somebody else a few days okay. ago. What's Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, defining role? And don't say Iron Man. You can't say Iron Man. Name something other than Iron Man that would be Robert Downey Jr.'s. No, you can't say Iron Man or Sherlock it. Holmes. I... Less than zero. Is it? Okay. I was going to say uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He was in that? I thought that was, was Johnny Depp. That. That's Johnny Depp. Oh, that is Johnny Depp. My bad. Um, <laughs> they all look just alike. No, no, no. The other one. <laughs> there's, there's another one that's similar to that. It's about it's about a murder. I gotta remember the name of it. Uh, it is a defining role. I just I I'm gonna blame weed for this one sec. We'll blame weed too. I know. I kind of know what you're talking. Not hashtag is, weed too. Is it the one with Halle Berry? That movie? No, no that's no? Swordfish. No, that's John Travolta. Damn it! Why did? <laughs> <laughs> wow. We just boy, they really do all look alike. Boy, don't they? Ooh, doggy. There's just so many of them. Uh, <laughs> Wait, was was he in? He, I thought he was in. This was like an older thriller. one from like his very first, like the very first beginning, uh, and it's the one that kind of broke him onto the scene. That's and it's it, it's got a weird ass name I can never remember, but I've seen it multiple times, and I, I hate the fact that I've forgotten it. Okay, because see, that's why I picked Less Than Zero. Less Than Zero is the one where it's with him and Jamie Gertz, Andrew McCarthy, and he plays basically a, like a 19 year old uh drug addict maybe that's what i'm thinking of actually because it's it's brett easton ellis willis whatever is whatever the fuck his name is see like he's the same dude who i think wrote uh american psycho and some other stuff and they and this you know this movie is based on his book less than zero yeah, well, I can't find the movie I'm looking for, so we're gonna go with what you said. Yeah, and James Spader is in it. James Spader plays, you know, it's ah, it's, it's, it's you know, it's James Spader playing the shithead antagonist. Always. Yeah. James Spader is so good at that, and then so is the one who ended up playing Hades and uh, Hercules. But then he ended up being like an actual Republican dickhole. Oh yeah, James Woods. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Man, how the mighty fall. Jamie Foxx is the fighting role. All right. Right. Okay. Um, What about... What would you say would be Halle Berry's defining role? Either Boomerang... uh, Yeah. It'll be for me. I, I sort of agree with Boomerang, not even for the acting, but like to the point of like that seems to be the mo- the closest towards her personality, or at least what I hope is. Ch- chances are it's not, but I hope it is. Saving Isaiah. Yeah, that I was gonna say. Lo- I was gonna say losing Lo- Isaiah. That was yeah. what it was. No, yeah. Losing Isaiah was yeah. really good. Yeah, I think that was it. I think that was her defining role to me. Okay, because she or, acted her ass off in that movie. Or 
or like low key, even though it's a very like tiny, 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 tiny role, Jungle Fever. Yes, she was really good in it. Uh, what about Eddie Murphy? Oh man, yeah, that one's difficult. He, it's it's hard because I feel like somebody you know somebody says Axel Foley, and it's just like you can't argue. Well, but Prince Akeem, always and forever. Right. That's what. That's what I'm saying. You could. I mean, like you could say, it's, you know, it's Akeem, it's, it's Axel Foley, it's it's uh, Billy Ray Valentine. Oh it's, my God! Yeah. Or, you know, uh, or even if you start pulling in SNL characters like Mr. Yeah. Robinson or Mr. Rogers, Robinson, Robinson, whatever he he did the Mr. Rogers knockout. Yeah, it was Robinson. Man, like, yeah, I feel like that one's hard. And you can even like argue him and Dreamgirls was also pretty iconic. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know what? And it's not, it's not, uh, what is it? it wouldn't, it, obviously the movie's not going to fly now, but I think you, it's just like, I think the work that he did in Nutty Professor with all, with everything that he did, like all the characters that he mm-hmm. played, yeah, agree. all the work that he put into it, I, you know, even that. Somebody said that um, Robert Downey Jr.'s defining role was Lazarus in uh, Tropic Thunder. Mm. <laughs> well, that's that. <laughs> that quick mm was all I needed to hear. Yeah, I get to, I mean, I can take her leave. Tropic okay, Thunder. this this one's light. And okay. I, Whitney Houston's defining role. The bodyguard. Yeah, mm, I don't see. I always think of her as preacher's wife. Uh, yeah, I always think of her. As, I always think of her the preacher's wife. I like her that's, in that's that one, one, but it has to be the bodyguard, bro. She carried that entire movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's probably the bodyguard. I don't know if you you. I feel like, uh, like like as far as like waiting to exhale, because I feel like that's the other movie. I don't know if that's Whitney's movie as much as it's maybe Angela Bassett's movie. I say Loretta Divine and yeah, Loretta yeah. Divine and Angela Bassett just ate that entire I, movie. I mean, honestly, when it Ooh, comes Angela to Bassett. when it comes to um, the bodyguard, like if you put somebody else in that role, like say you put Prince in that role, it's completely different. Oh my God! I would watch that though. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I no, will always <laughs> love you. Oh my, oh my God. God! I would watch that. hundred <laughs> percent watch that. What are you talking about? That's that's a hot ass movie. Like, no. tell me what we're gonna do. Oh man! I know. I'll always love you. And like Kevin Costner and Prince make out in the middle of the movie. That shit would be hot. Like, <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> I'm yeah, into I think, it. Like, let's. Like, why did we never make that movie? I'm. I'm disappointed oh in all god. of this. I'm disappointed in oh all of us for not doing this. Oh my god! Back to Angela Bassett, though. It's probably uh, what's love got to do with. Oh, it. of course. That's what I thought. Oh I yes, yes, about. yes. By far. Though followed very closely by uh, how Stella got her groove back, and I still like a thin line between love and hate. Mm, that wasn't her. That was Lynn Whitfield. Yeah, that's Lynn Whitfield. Damn it! They <laughs> <laughs> all black people look alike. Okay, no, but cool, back cool, cool, when cool. they put that movie out, 
when they had that movie. Yeah, there was a stretch of just like, yeah, her, Lynn Whitfield, and like, um, there's one other, uh, Leela Rashawn. Yeah. And I'll still say that, um, not, is her name, it's Journey, right? Smollett? Yeah. The girl, Journey? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. The clarification made me giggle. (laughs) Because I forget what her brother's name is. It's Jesse, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, all those boys, you know, I think it's her and then like, 10 boys and they all have like j names and everything so oh no i would i would say that hers is still east bayou Mm. sure valid i could say i mean she has you know she hasn't had a lot of stuff uh, she hasn't been in a lot of movies so i could i would yeah i would i have no argument against that what about looking uh, forward to seeing her in the new harley quinn movie yeah that should be really good actually i'm excited for that yeah. What about uh Macaulay Culkin? Home Alone. No, I can't even say yeah. Home Alone. I'm sorry. Yeah, I almost, same thing tripped you up too. Lips. I did. I did the same thing. I was like, ooh. Mm. <laughs> I know which one I'm picking. Are you picking like the good son? I'm picking the good son. I was actually gonna say My Girl. Oh, ooh. yeah. The B movie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, when he my. dies in My Girl, I was, I sobbed. I was like, no. The B-movie so part one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I, I don't know what it is with the movies, but like that's, there's a series of movies where people just die from bees. Like, I think, I think we should like turn that around. We need to have people like being brought back to life by bees. Cause you mean are, like Candyman? Uh, sure. Bees are in danger. We need to turn their. We need better PR for bees. Is what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. we need to turn the shit around so that so there'll be more bees. People need to be less afraid. See, some mm. shit like that. I came <laughs> up with that in five seconds. Why can't we just like workshop this for a day? I'm trying to save the planet. <laughs> be protective. Be be protective. Oh my god. That feels like a slogan for condoms for bees. Like if you're gonna fuck a bee, make sure you wear a condom. Like <laughs> they need to hire us. Um my last question. I know, right? I don't I don't know what I'd do without me either, Jay. I understand. <laughs> My last question is quite honestly, like if you had to only sit back and watch one actor and one actress for the rest of your days, you could watch their movies, like any of their movies. Oh my God. And if somebody shows up in their movies, that's all good. But any movie you watch has to either star one of the two for the rest of your days. Who are they? Give me a second. I'm looking up who has the largest catalogs. <laughs> I'm still saying Denzel for guys. Nah, there's got to be some like bit role actor who was in like a thousand fucking movies because he was only in it for five minutes. Who was in a dude? Bunch you're of looking for the one line person. Yeah, who's like got like one line, but like in a fuck ton of movies. So it's just like who has the most mo- who has the, the most movies? Like I recognize that guy's face. Ooh. Like Clint Howard would be that dude technically. Uh, no, not even Clint Howard. It's the dude who you who dies uh, in every movie. D- he's like Bonnie Sam Jackson three. though. Sam Jackson is a, a high choice because he he's in so What's many fucking movies. What's his defining movie? Sam Jackson. Yes. What is his defining movie to you? I want to say Deep Blue Sea because the fucking shark ate him. <laughs> I <laughs> say Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Pulp Fiction, uh, Snakes on a Plane, uh, you could argue that. Like, he fucking made that movie a success. Like, you put uh, Randy Randy Jackson 
or well, maybe not Randy Jackson. That's a person. You put a random person in that role who's just like, I want these snakes off this plane uh, now. Like, it's not so good. But he comes in, he's like, I want these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking plane right motherfucking now. And it's like the best movie of all time. It's like, okay, we can do that for you, sir. Ah, oh, shout out to him and fucking the other guys. Like, he stole that movie in the first 15 oh. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> did. Funny. I have that on Voodoo. I was just watching that a couple days ago. Oh man. Which reminds me, I went back and I'm watching um 60 Days In again. Because the new season came out recently. It starts every January, like they have a new season. Um 60 Days In for the uninitiated is people volunteer to go to jail for 60 days. It's on A and E. Um and this last season, this newest season. The folks who are going in there, this is like the seventh season, I think. Oh, I found my answer, by the way. So I, I think I got mine, too. They yeah. have super fans who are now going on this show to uh, experience what they've been watching on TV. And if they feel like they're in harm, all they have to do is tap their chest while in, in view of a camera, and they'll send somebody to come and get them out of the jail. When I say one dude got put in the holding cell before he even got put into the prison and he was tapping his chest to go home, like he was only there for like 45 minutes and he was tapping his chest, I'm so sincere. Like five out of the seven people have already had a breakdown and they're only like two days in. So what what, what were y'all's picks? Are you first, Swante? Okay, I only have one because I can't, I'm not sure about the woman, but... I want to say Brad Pitt. Hmm. Okay. Because when I think about Brad Pitt, like the movie, like some of my favorite, favorite, like I can watch it all the time kind of movies, Fight Club, Snatch, The Ocean, all three Oceans movies. Yes. Uh, A River Runs Through It. You know, uh, well, not A River Runs Through It, more Legends of the Fall. Interview with a Vampire. What else? Yeah, that's it. But those are movies that I can just sit and just watch. Like, I like those movies. Like, it's just like, yes, I will watch those movies all the time. I have no problem with it. I'm okay. I can get through it. You know, I can take or leave some of his other roles. But those, like, just he's been in enough movies that I watch all the time that it's him. Jay? Okay. Uh, For actress, I'm going with Susan Sarandon. Hmm. Uh, she's appeared in 125 movies, so that gives me a wide range <laughs> <laughs> to deal with. Uh, and then for actors, uh, I know I said Samuel L. Jackson, but I'm going to take uh, a slight change, and I'm going to go uh, with James Earl Jones, which then opens up. Wars. Opens up all the Star Wars for me. Uh, also, coming to America. And Lion King. And Lion King. Uh, and he, just in case you were thinking to yourself, how many movies has James Earl Jones been in? 183 movies and acting appearances, which means that I uh, would have a lifetime filmography of. Uh, wait, I, got, I didn't do the math beforehand. That was a mistake. But, uh, mm-hmm. I really considered Bernie Mac. 183 yeah that would be great uh somewhere over uh 300 (laughs) movies to choose from i would never be bored i consider bernie mac 
because he was in all the Oceans movies. Yep. Mm -hmm. He was also in The Best House Party. Um, He was in Don't Be a Menace. He was in Friday. He was in The Players Club, and then he was in Life. He was in Head of State. So all the bad, like, comedies that I've loved, Mm -hmm. he was in them. But when it's all said and done, I still have to go back to Denzel because I loved Fallen. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, mm, yeah. And and also other movies John that he Q, was in, I thought was Also like, Man on Fire. Yes. Also fucking, uh, what was it? The one, Deja Vu. Also mm-hmm. fucking, shit. Uh, fucking Training Day. Also fucking. Um, Fences, if you want to slow it down a little bit. Oh, man. There's so many fucking dope-ass movies that Denzel Washington has been in. Like, you could just... I, Book I, of Eli, oh, The Magnificent Seven, ah, The Taking of Color, yes. 123, American Gangster, Inside Man. Ah, fucking American Gangster. Like, it's yeah. so many goddamn good movies. Antoine Fisher, Remember the Titans, The Hurricane, The Bone Collector, He's Coach Got Carter. Game. Wait, no, Coach, was he Coach Carter? No, that was... That was, that was Sam Jackson. That was Sam bad. Jackson. The Preacher's Wife. Yep. Devil uh, in a Blue Dress, Virtuosity, Crimson Tide, The Pelican Brief, Philadelphia. I love, love, love Devil in a Blue Dress. Ricochet. Yeah. Mo awesome. Better Blues, if I want to get comedy in, I'll watch Heart Condition. Malcolm X. Yeah. Glory. Yeah. Glory. A Soldier Story. Right? So, that I know I get a lot of good <laughs> stuff out of watching his movies. Yeah, that's that that that's super dope. Yeah. Yeah. And then for ladies, and the nomination for the actress that Derek would most want to watch his life, golly, all five years. Kidding. <laughs> golly, come on, man! I feel like that that's an easy choice for you. Is it though? Because I really Neil like Long. Rosario Dawson too. Neil Long. I watch Neil Long. I'd be able to watch Boys in the Hood in per, uh, for the rest of my life. Yep, and Friday. Mm. No, it'd probably be Meryl Streep. Okay, mm. I like it. Yeah, I think. Um, Yeah, I think I think Meryl Streep does have a really good. Now that I'm thinking about like all the films she has, that would be a lot of fun. I believe. I, 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 and somewhere out there, there's a a character actor who's just like like Keith David is who comes to mind for me. Oh yeah, you know? he's dope. I um, mean, like it, like he's such a, he plays like bit roles in everything, but every time I see him, I get like excited. I'm like, ooh, fucking Keith David. Or I could watch Scarlett Johansson because she plays blacks, whites, and Asians. Oh uh, my God. <laughs> and that gives me the entire Avengers series. <laughs> oh, Scarlett Johansson. Bless she, her. Not really. She will play the role as it is written. She does not care what the role's color is because she embodies that role. The role is black. <laughs> she is black. The, the role is Asian. She is Asian. That is... <laughs> It's your fault for not seeing her as the role <laughs> Your limited scope. Oh, no. You're the problem here, not Scarlett Johansson. Grow don't, up, Chad. Don't look at Scarlett Johansson and judge Scarlett Johansson. 
<laughs> Plus, she was in Home Alone three. So, oh yeah, it all comes oh. together. But seriously, I would never fucking ever. Uh, Jay, go ahead and do your shout outs. Ooh, so uh, you can find me a couple of different things. I got a bunch of uh, fucking pots on the stove. That's a weird metaphor that that's not a real one. Uh, so I am uh, doing a bunch of podcasting stuff. Obviously, you can catch me on the Dream Team. It's one of my favorite podcasts to be on. Uh, I'm also on um, Mocha Minutes, the Ratchet Auntie and Uncles Hour. Uh, I think it's every other Monday. Catch me on that. Um, and now let's talk about the mad world of comedy that Jay has going. Um, I'm booked crazy throughout all of February. If you are somewhere in and around the Seattle area, you totally have a chance to see me. My next show uh, is January 25th at Jai Tai. I have shows February 1st at Columbus City Theater. I have another show uh, February 2nd at uh, the Jewel Box. Uh, I have a show February 7th and 8th. Um, I have shows uh, on, I want to say like the 14th. I also have a show on uh, 14th, 21st. I also have a show. Uh, I'm going to be in Hawaii for the Aloha Comedy Fest, uh, 27th through the 29th. Uh, I'm in shows uh, every night of those that festival. So February is a great time. And on top of that, I am uh, helping produce a brand new stand-up comedy showcase in Seattle called The Saturday Sabotage. Uh, you can find us um, on Twitter at uh, Saturday Sab, I think. Um, just got that Twitter, so I'm, I'm not 100% certain. I'm going to double check that while I also tell you that you can find us at uh, Saturday Sabotage uh, on Instagram. And also, if you look at Saturday Sabotage as a page uh, on Facebook, please look for that. If you're in the Seattle area, uh, all of our shows will be, for the foreseeable future, happening at Vermilion, uh, which is an art gallery and bar. So come out, see some art, hear some comedy, have some drinks. Uh, it'll be a fun time. Oof, there's a lot of stuff happening for me. Oh, uh, and if that was a lot to try to ingest at one time, I get that. So here's the deal. I put it all in one place at jjonescomedy.com. You can see all that shit. Also, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm adjective underscore J on Twitter and adjective underscore J on Instagram. I have a lot of pots in the stove. Now the metaphor makes sense. I feel like everyone walked off while I was plugging all my shit. <laughs> There's a lot of pots. We're still here. There's yeah. a lot of stuff to, well, I, there's a, again, and technically there's one more coming out. I have a pod that I started working on with a local comedian uh, called One and a Half uh, that will probably drop uh, next week. Gabrielle Union was born in 1972. She played basketball. She was the all-star point guard and a year-round athlete participating in soccer, basketball, and track. She graduated in 1991. Dang. Black don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, she's 1972. I would have never thought. I, I would. I, I, I thought that at, at the most she was like 40. I thought she was the same age as us because she was in all those teenage movies. But then it turned out that when she was in all those teenage movies, she was like way older. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. 25. Let's see. She was 27 when she was in 10 Things I Hate About You playing a freshman. Ooh. 
Black really don't crack in that case because they were like, they looked at her and was like, yeah, she'll pass. She'll pass. Yeah, I mean, because she was with other people who actually were probably 22, 23 years old. Yeah. In most of the cases for like high school movies, most of the people are like right at the edge of their their 20s. So like 20, 21, maybe there's a 19 year old walking around somewhere. Then there's Gabby Union just rolling around with a with a full fucking license buying beer for everybody like hey <laughs> y'all trying to get drunk or what this is a movie not a fucking funeral like oh turn God. the fuck up <laughs> she's a catholic girl from omaha nebraska hmm. shante go ahead and do your shout outs uh yeah still on Single simulcast. Catch me over there. <laughs> you know this is single simulcast, right? I, you said it was no. You said it was Dream Team. You said, said one seventy one. Oh, well, three seventy one. That's us. Okay, right? I thought you said no. I thought you said one. You said I thought you said one seventy one. Yeah, I did. I fucked up initially. Which made me think that it was just Dream Team. Plus, no, nah, we're not on one seventy one for Dream Team. We're like in the one eighties, I think. No. I don't fucking know. Who cares? Either way, I'm at Shantae Fabulous. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and wherever, you know, you can put in somebody's app on the internet. That's where I am. I'm talking about K-pop. I'm talking about all kinds of shit on the internet. Holler at me. I want to be your friend. Not really. Don't DM me. But maybe I could be your friend if we have things in common. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We could be cool. This is me begging, but not really. (laughs) <laughs> that was the best i've heard in a long time like you're like offering friendship but not for reals <laughs> like I, we could be friends but not for real <laughs> okay love you bye I like no i don't you, not really you can get close but not too close don't send me no dick pics i'm no i don't like that shit you know yeah you can send it to me send me some dick pics i don't give a fuck like <laughs> Send me your best dick pics. He will he will grade your dick pics. And I don't think people really want that life because Jay will be like, uh send me dick pics. I'm not I honestly (laughs) go tell you about the lighting. Yeah, like hey moisturize. Let's talk angles, guy. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you're white doesn't mean that you can't use a little bit of lotion. All right. Look. (laughs) Get you get get you something that's cocoa butter based. Just really rub it in. It's gonna look just vibrant, and you want to dick this—not moist, but like like you have some life to it. That's what you want. Like, come on, I don't want to feel like I'm gonna die when you put it in me. <laughs> Listen, yeah. pubic hair is like plating when it comes to dinner. If you do it right, it accentuates the entire meal. But if you do it wrong, everyone hates you. <laughs> there you go, dick pics by Jay. I have a little stand in the mall. <laughs> and, and it'll literally be like, hey, I'll be your dick pic consultant. For $30, I will tell you exactly why you shouldn't send that mall. Uh, we're, we're doing dick glamour shots. It's <laughs> it's got star starry backgrounds. <laughs> a crown. It's it's a shot of the dick from the front and then a shot from the side and the like faded in the background. <laughs> Dick looks whimsical as fuck. <laughs> the dick little... is frolicking with dolphins. <laughs> put, a little, 
put a little, you put a little wizard cap on your dick and set it like, set it like, set it, set it like in a medieval setting with like horses around. Oh god! Uh, dick is a pirate ship captain. <laughs> Dick's inside a little race car, just racing around a NASCAR track. Oh my god! Oh. My god. <laughs> just, just action shots. Your dick rock climbing. <laughs> dick is a running this, back. Then we have the sensible dick pictures where your dick is like a CPA, like doing someone else's taxes and telling them to spend better. There's <laughs> one where your dick is just turned in, turned in his work on time and been like, "Oh man, I almost missed a deadline." the fuck is this goofus and gallant <laughs> sensible dick pics just let you know yeah yeah i'm seeing a dick pic but i'm sensible i'm responsible sensible dick pic look at it my dick is wearing pants here's one of my dick <laughs> it lives a block away from his kid and it just has it come by and cut the lawn and then it pays it all of his child support payment because <laughs> that's a real dick <laughs> Let me show you a dick pic. That's your dad, and I'm out. <laughs> so, uh, single simulcast, dream team, whatever. I can't say for certain that when the next episode will be out. Because basketball season, like, the league has started, so we play games, like, all week long. And Kid Austin made his seventh grade basketball team, so he has games on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's what's up. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats um, to him. So we gonna figure it out, and when we figure it out, we'll definitely let y'all know. Um, I'm not gonna ask y'all to uh, join Patreon or leave reviews or anything like that. I'm just gonna ask y'all to tell other folks about the show and let them know how much you enjoy it. That's really it. Um, appreciate y'all, Jay. Thanks for stopping by, Shante. Yep. Thank you for being you. This is single simulcast and or the dream team. You know, whatever. And we're out. Peace. This is single simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.